start the first part of this service, Lord. We surrender each of us here into your presence, God. Those who are coming here, traveling right now, I pray, Father, that you'd prepare their hearts and their minds. Open up their minds and their hearts, Lord God, to receive your word, to receive from you throughout the date throughout this service God pastor I pray father that as we come to your presence that we'll just sit here with an open mind throughout the entire service God help us to realize that your spirit is here amongst us and to yield to your presence God because there is power and miraculous things that can happen when we yield and surrender our lives to your presence, Jesus. Because we want our life to look more and more like you. And only your spirit is able to do that, God. I pray in the name of Jesus for the people who are coming here with sickness, who are coming here with pain in their body, God. I pray, Lord, for those who are not able to come. Two people who messaged us this morning who are not able to come this morning because they are sick in their body. I pray in the name of Jesus that your healing touch will be upon them that your power will go out Lord that you will touch and you will strengthen their body God that you will heal them from the top of their head to the tip of their toe that your power will go through and the part that they're aching Lord I pray father that there will be a healing and a deliverance that happen God I pray against the work of the enemy that's stopping them from coming to your service to meet you and to worship with the people of God I pray against any power or authority that's acting against this I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that your spirit will go through, that you would strengthen and bring everybody. Let there be unity and harmony, God, when we stand in your presence, God, because where there is unity, there is healing, there is power, there's miracles that's happening, Lord Jesus. And I thank you and we believe that in the name of Jesus. We stand, Lord, here with the full faith that you are a living God. We stand here with the full faith that you are able and powerful to work even now amongst us, God. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Um, so good morning, everybody, again. Uh, so last two weeks we covered from chapter 1 to chapter 8. Um, so I don't want to spend uh, too much time recapping, but just for a brief idea, for those who did not come for the last two weeks or to as a refresher, I want to spend five minutes just to recap. So, Book of Acts. Who is the author of the Book of Acts? Lucas and Apostle Pravarti Lucas, thank you. A the time period What time period was here? Was this written? In the 60s. 60s Lana Apostle Pravarti how long did it cover for? So until the time of the destruction of Jerusalem. So span cover the entire book of Acts. Okay? And so the first part was we looked at the introduction or the pre-witness of the um, of the work of the church. So in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit is mentioned how many times? Parishadatma and the Pere, Apostle Pravarti Natakanane. I think we talked about this, uh, but it is 55 times. 55 Ambatanja Prasha, Parishadatma and Apostle Pravarti Natha mentioned. Something else, another word that is very important that is mentioned in Acts is the word witness. Witness and the Malayatna witness and the Varane. Sakshi. 
So Sakshi is another big word that is used very often in the book of Acts. So Apostle Pravarti in the Aditha chapter, Unamta chapter Adhyam, Ettamata Vakitnanta in the Varnegne. Go therefore and be a witness to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and ends of the earth. And so this is the theme of the entire book of Acts. We'll be able to see this theme reiterated throughout the end. all of these chapters. We'll see that. The first portion, chapter chapter the witness, it is going to Jerusalem. The witness of the church in Jerusalem. Jerusalem chapter Okay, and so um, Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, be my witness in Jerusalem. So Jerusalem, Karinyam. So in the number no is chapter 12 to, uh, sorry, chapter 8 to chapter 12. And chapter 8 to chapter 12, no it shows that the church is being a witness through Samaria and Judea. And you are able to clearly see that when you read through the journey. And then chapter 12, no then Paul comes into the picture, and uh, Paulos, Romans, um, he goes outside of Judea and Samaria. So the gospel is taken from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, and it's seen in the same sort of a chain process, and it's shown that in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. So that is the theme of the entire book of Acts, is one, the Holy Spirit is the one who is doing it, it is a continuation of the work of Jesus started in the book of Luke. Luke was in a person that was in a person that was in a person that was in a continuation. Luke was in a person that continue in a it is the work of Jesus that is being done by the power of the Holy Spirit using people like us. Amen. And so we last week we focused a lot on lay people. Lay people the ministry on Yangal Kanyaja focus either because Kanyaja the Padatanatan Amala um Stephen Korchabadju. We learned about Stephen and we also learned about the seven people who were appointed in Acts chapter seven. Um so Acts chapter uh, seven six and seven Nata out of you church and issue gandu, right? Uh in the so, Yahuda Vidama Maru and Darno, Portuna Vana Vidama Maru and Darno, right? And out of the food did the problem, because our food equally share a problem. So, the church appointed seven capable people, and out of the seven people was Stephen. So, uh, when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples in Acts chapter 12, the commission was first given to 12 people. Adhyam issue in the commission go to the Pandranda Verkarno. Adhyam Apostle Pravati, Adhyam the chapter in Nokumbam, upper room Nathan, Ethra Verandarno, 120 Alkarandarno. So, the Holy Spirit came upon 12 people who were called by Jesus, but also on ordinary people who are willing and available for ministry. But the first step for ministry is availability. Second step for ministry, any sort of ministry, is the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And then the third thing, when the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit comes on you, you're, you have the wisdom on how to lead the church. 
ബിക്കോസ് നമ്മളൊരു സഭ നടത്താൻ വേണ്ടി യു ക്യാൻ ജസ്റ്റ് നാല് വർഷം ബൈബിൾ കോളേജിൽ പോയി പഠിച്ചാലും ശരിയാവില്ല അല്ലെങ്കിൽ നമ്മുടെ വേൾഡിലെ ബിസിനസ് നോളജോ എം ബി എ പഠിച്ചാലും ശരിയാവത്തില്ല ഫോർ റണ്ണിങ് എ ചേർച്ച് ഓർ ഡൂയിങ് എനി സോർട്ട് ഓഫ് മിനിസ്ട്രി നമുക്ക് പരിശുദ്ധാത്മാവിൻ്റെ അഭിഷേകം ഉണ്ടാ ഉണ്ടായാലേ അത് ചെയ്യാൻ പറ്റത്തുള്ളൂ ദാറ്റ് ഇസ് എ റീസൺ വൈ ദി സെ കോൾ സെലക്ട് സെവൻ പീപ്പിൾ ഹു ആർ who know the word of god who are submitted to the apostles teaching uh, who have the anointing parishudathma and abhishega und and who are uh, who have the wisdom of god right and then avasan the karyam nammal parnu theerthathu was there were four reasons why the church grew patros aadithe sermon nathu padipichappam etra peraana rakshikapetta അയ്യായിരം പേര് രക്ഷപ്പെട്ടു ഫൈവ് തൗസൻഡ് പീപ്പിൾ എക്സെപ്റ്റ് ദ ലോൺ ആർ ദ ഫസ്റ്റ് സെർമൻ മെസ്സേജ് ദ പീരിയർ പ്രീച്ച്ഡ് ആൻഡ് ദൻ ദ സെക്കൻഡ് മെസ്സേജ് ദാറ്റ് ഹാപ്പൻ ആഫ്റ്റർ പീരിയർ ആൻഡ് ജോൺ ജോൺസ് ഹീലിംഗ് വാസ് ത്രീ തൗസൻഡ് പീപ്പിൾ മൂവായിരം പേര് സോ അയ്യായിരം പേര് രക്ഷിക്കപ്പെട്ടു ആൻഡ് ദ മൂവായിരം പേര് ഇതെല്ലാം ആദ്യത്തെ വർഷത്തിലാണ് ഇത് സംഭവിക്കുന്നത് സോ എയ്റ്റ് തൗസൻഡ് പീപ്പിൾ ദാറ്റ് ഇസ് റെക്കോർഡഡ് has accepted the lord and joined with the church membership that's amazing idu parishudathmavinte sahaya illengi ingathe oru karyam namukku cheyan pattathilla you know in within one year 8000 people accepted the lord and joined in the membership and we see that there's four reasons one is they submitted to the uh, to the apostles teaching two was they went they were fellowshipping with each other three breaking of the bread and four nalam thendirna and prayer thank you so much so the second one is actually prayer so there is four reasons and we see that there is a unity among the church of god that is the reason for the growth of the church and the work and the power of the holy spirit coming amongst them then another chapter that i'm saying i also said that the coming of the holy spirit also signifies that the temple of god is now in us so in the old testament we see that the holy spirit came apostle pravartana nokum randam thadiyana nokumbam we see that the holy spirit came in two forms by wind and by fire so agniyalum pinne kaatalum vannu so we see that in the old testament the uh, wherever the presence of god was you see wind there we see that in ezekiel we see that um in when elijah was asking for the god's presence we also see there is fire because a pillar of fire led the people of god in wilderness um uh, and and we see that uh, moses and a bushnath tiyalana devathinte aathmavu vannu god's presence came down as fire so in the new testament when we see that uh, god's presence is coming down upon us we see that this is uh, god's way of saying the temple of god now is no longer in the tabernacle it's no longer in the jerusalem temple the temple of god now resides in people like us ordinary people so wherever the temple went wherever the people of god went the presence of god went wherever the presence of god went there were healings that happened amen that is the reason why the church grew because parishudathnavane nammal carry cheyumbam nammal evadengil poi nammal prarthikumbam there's healing that happens because we carry the presence of god this is another reason why we need to check and test the way we live nammal nammada jeevithathinte lifestyle nammal endu nammal thanne test cheyanam inni oralu parayunnathine kaalum nammal thanne test cheyanam because why we carry the presence of god with us so we need to say god make me holy 
you tell me and you're not asking anybody else you're it's your communication with god and you're saying god what can i do to better myself yan vera endu vachana engena yan korchude devathine pole avana engena yeshuvine pole korchude avana because jesus said be perfect because i am perfect right and peter paul says uh, strive to be perfect because i am striving to be perfect like jesus amen so nammal ellam perfect aanalla parayna pashe nammal try cheyana we should strive to be perfect we should strive for holiness and that yearning to do that is what god sees god sees that heart to do that all right so that was just a quick recap and today we're going to look from chapter 8 to chapter 12 so chapter 8 to chapter 12 ana nammal inda kaanan povana this is the witness of the church from judea to judea and to samaria first of all samaria samaritans what do we know about samaria or samaritans samaria kaare kurichu nammal enduva idu vare padichirikkane nammal just four gospels matthew mark luke and john mathram vaichittundengil polum samaria kaare kurichu nammal endu etra thola arnjirikkane even if we just know the four gospels what do we know about the samaritan people that yehudakarku ishtayirunna samarikare did the jewish people like the samaritans no they hated the samaritans they thought that the samaritans were lower class they did not even oru paathram pole avaru share cheyidilla that paathram nacha food kaikana paathram illa i'm not talking about the plates that they eat the food from they're talking about even the water the uh, and the, uh, the pots that they uh, that they used to get the water out of the well to draw water from the well even that they did not share you know uh, that is not even a common uh, thing and yet that, so that is how much they separate or separation undarnu samariyakarum yehudamarum because they did not want to be unclean pashi they would not thodangi when do we first see this because abraham de samayath samariyakar undarnu ee separation undarnu abrahamde samayath rajakamarde undarnu because in during the time after the time of david the kingdom of israel was divided into two okay the kingdom of israel was divided into two territories which is the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom um david and the two makkal that is jeroboam and rehoboam divided the kingdom and uh, rehoboam took the southern kingdom and jeroboam took the northern kingdom okay so uh, and, uh, 727 700 BC nath the assyrian people assyrian kingdom vanna invade edu okay so, so when the assyrian kingdom came and invaded they invaded the northern kingdom northern kingdom was angane idolatry vanna northern kingdom nath so idolatry came in and because avare slaves ay vera porthunna aalkaru vannu avare kondu force eepichu avare worship eepichu vera devangale and so because of that there was idolatry that came into the church of god okay and so i want to teach you a word called syncretism 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 anavacha nammal cheyina karyam thana vera enoru culture da karyam mix cheynadana syncretism you are taking two different religions and you are mixing together to make a new religion almost that is called syncretism so idayirunnu ivide nadanondirunna northern kingdom nathu there was syncretism that was happening because they took the foreign gods and made that into jewish 
things. So, where a portunola devangle worship yanum, idolatry jayanum, okay, so in the northern kingdom and in the southern kingdom, they were pure. Dunda tribe matre on Dano, southern kingdom, northern kingdom, not the Patha tribes on Dano. So, in the southern kingdom, they were very pure. Jerusalem, southern kingdom, Larno, our Vishuddhi Prabhu. And so, because of that, the southern people, the people in the south, which is called as Judah, People in the north is called as Israel. So, Psalms, Isaiah, they talk about Judah and they talk about Israel. So, Israel it won't make sense. So, you have to realize that Israel is the northern kingdom and Judah is the southern kingdom. Okay, so the people in Judah are pure Jewish people. The people in the north are Samaritans. So, uh, 1700, uh, 17, uh, 700 BC, when the Assyrians came in, there was also a plague that came in. There was also a famine that came in. Okay? So, famine, that happens in this in Samaria. Because of all of these reasons, the Jewish people look down on the Samaritans. So there was a clear distinction. So Samaritans did not like Jewish people. Jewish people did not like Samaritans. So it was mutual. Hatred was mutual. <laughs> so that's a good thing, right? And so yet in uh, one thing that I wanted to mention was in the book of Luke, chapter 9, verse 51. Luke was in a Pusam, Umbalam Tadhyayam. So let's flip to Luke chapter 9, verse 51 through 56. We're not going to read all of it. Actually, we could. Um, Luke chapter 9, verse 51 through 56. If somebody has it, can you go ahead and read, please? Luke chapter 9, verse 51 through 56. So we hear, okay, so if you... Does anybody have it? Go ahead and read. Okay, amen. So, Eishu was traveling, Jesus was traveling through Samaria to go to Jerusalem to worship. So, Samaria covered worship in the Jesus did not come there to worship at that mountain. Instead, he was traveling to the place that Jewish people worship, which is in Jerusalem. Because of that reason, the Samaritans did not even welcome Jesus and his disciples into their houses. So Samaritans are uh, disciples named Portaki. And because of that, two people said, uh, can I bring fire down and destroy the entire village? So James and John. So Jacobum, Yohananu. So uh, two people, they said, God, because they are not welcoming you, let's destroy this entire people. Right? Amen. In Acts chapter 8, now let's 
uh, turn to Acts chapter 8, we see that Philip goes into Samaria. So up till now, Stephen was persecuted. Stephen, the persecution, the church was, entire church started being persecuted. And because of this, the people, of, people of, the Christian people, they left Jerusalem. Philip. Philip was the first uh, qualified or specialized evangelist. Philip was the specialized evangelist. So, we have a pastoral office, uh, evangelist in the office, prophet in the office, and we have offices in the church. So, Philip was the very first evangelist who went with that office. So, Philip is the very first evangelist. So, he went to Samaria. So Philip uh, took the gospel to Samaria and people started accepting the Lord. Salvation started happening. Um, and Peter and John, because uh, Samaria, our gospel, that wasn't pre-planned. Board meeting, committee, salvation, they did not plan it. They just went because persecution happened. Philip went there. He just started preaching the gospel. People accepted the Lord. Salvation happened. And Peter, Philip told Peter and John. So Peter and John, who is like the church leaders, they sent the top of the leaders, Peter and John, to investigate. So investigate, so when they went to investigate, they realized that the salvation truly had come to Samaritans. One thing that I want to focus on today is the open-mindedness of the church. Last week, we focused on lay people. The church was willing to use ordinary people Anybody who is available for ministry. That is what we read last week. is the open-mindedness of the church. Because Philippos, uh, Peter and John was very close-minded to the Samaritan people. Yet, our boy, our salvation came to the Samaritans and the Kandapam. They said, if God is willing to accept the Samaritans, who are we? You know? And then our salvation won and then they realized, okay, Parishitatma and Abhishekam won So let us, they took the initiative, Peter and John. This is the same John who in Luke chapter 9 said, let's bring down fire and destroy the people. You know, Muna Varsham Munne, Muna Varsham Munne, Luke was in a Pusam Umbadam and Diatnati, they John Anna. Okay, let's pray. Let's pray for the Holy Spirit to come upon them. You know, you have to see how much people change. A lot of times we don't change that way. You know, people accept Yet these people, enemies are they said, let's go and pray for them. Let's go. They deserve the same thing. Amen. Praise God. And so we see that the Holy Spirit came upon them. Signs and wonders broke out among the Samaritan people there. And then the next thing we see is Simon the sorcerer. Simon the sorcerer. Sorcerer in Malayana. Who is the Simon here? Abhijari. So Simon the Abhijari, okay? So he is a sorcerer who, who accepted Jesus. So they said, Simon the sorcerer received salvation. And yet, 
he considered the office of um, the Philip and the work that Peter was doing with miracles and signs and wonders to be something that can be purchased. So the salvation that he had or the repentance did not come truly. So he was trying to purchase the gift of God. Either the merchandise are done, Simon the sorcerer conduct. Either a business really. So punishment comes upon them right away because the salvation and the repentance was not true. Amen. So just because somebody accepted the Lord or received water baptism in front of people doesn't mean that it's a heart issue. Only God and the Holy Spirit is able to see what happens in the heart. And Peter says, you have not repented. It's called simony. Anybody heard the word simony? So it's a word, it's, a, it's an English word it, uh, that's used and it's used for people who buy the office of of church with money so um and, and it's an actual english word that's being used in regular literature it's called simony and that is when you use money to buy an office of god and so philip goes it was another fruitful ministry suddenly the holy spirit says simon i want you to leave this and i want you to go right away to the road between jerusalem to gaza Jerusalem and Gaza and our road, I want you to go up and So naturally, we would think, if we were church, we would be able to go Why would the Holy Spirit tell me to leave all of this? He didn't think of an excuse. He just said, okay, the Holy Spirit told me to go, I'm going to go. Because that is what he did in the first place. So when you surrender to the Holy Spirit and his leading, there's miracles, there's things that you just need to trust that God has a better plan and a better purpose. If God, it's the church belongs to God. The ministry belongs to God. God is not going to let his people go astray. So he obeyed God and he went to the road from Jerusalem of Gaza and Nadukola, Rodipoy. Rodipoy, whom did he meet? Whom did he meet there? The Ethiopian eunuch. He met the Ethiopian eunuch. Ethiopian eunuch, Evdana. Uh, travel jena. He went to Jerusalem. He's traveling from Jerusalem back to Ethiopia. So from Jerusalem down south to Ethiopia. So Jerusalem le aradikya Except he, there are two problems with this situation. Onna he is a Ethiopian. Aadite problem is that he is a Ethiopian. Adaide yuda Allah. He's not a Jewish person. So he would not be allowed to enter into the temple for one reason. Because he's a Gentile. Second reason is that he's a eunuch. So when you look at the book of Leviticus, anybody who has been emasculated is, does not have entry into the temple for worship. So for these two reasons, the, the Ethiopian eunuch would have worshipped God in the outer courts. Outer court, a temple because of his two characteristics. Amen. And yet he took a chariot from Ethiopia and went all the way to Jerusalem to worship a God in the outside of the temple because he was not allowed to come inside of the temple because of those two reasons. And yet there was a desire for him to go. 
Amen. He could have made excuse saying that, okay, I would, if I went to Jerusalem to worship, they won't let me in. And the curler, excuse him. Yet, it was his desire to go to Jerusalem. It's not about the place. Whatever happened there, it was just his desire to meet God wherever it was. His attempt to try, you know, and he was an outsider. On his way back, he was reading the book of Isaiah aloud and Peter started, uh, uh, sorry, Philip started running with him and God gave him an opportunity to, uh, uh, to preach the gospel. And in that way, the Ethiopian eunuch accepted the Lord. The gospel, which was prevented from uh, the eunuch, now has come to, to him as well. So he is the first, he's possibly the very first person to take the gospel to Ethiopia. Amen. So we are in the number how the gospel went from Jerusalem all the way through Judea, Samaria and Judea. And next class, we're going to see how it went to the ends of the earth. So now we saw there are three important people that we are looking at right now. First is Philip. Second, we're going to look at is, um, is Peter. And third, we're going to look at is Paul. These three people are responsible for taking the gospel from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Something that Pastor Justin and I talk about a lot is that we are all on a journey. We are all on a journey. Everybody is on a different journey. And we all have the same journey, but, you know, we're all on different stages, different paths, you know. And God ministers to each per person in a different way. So Philip already had, has an open mind that the, the salvation is available to everybody. He was not willing to baptize people. In, uh, out Gentile people into the church at that time. That is the reason why when you look at the next chapter, Peter is praying in that temple uh, in the house of Simon the Tanner and he sees a vision. vision What does the vision say? And he sees animals that they were not allowed to eat. Unclean animals were shown and the uh, Holy Spirit says, Take and eat. He says it three times. And all three times, Peter says, no, God, I will never eat it. Either It's not about a dietary issue. Because Peter, what is the meaning of this? There was a group of people who came in from the centurion's house. Amen. And this is exactly, the, the centurion represents somebody, another enemy of the Jewish people. Are they the enemy? Jewish people, the enemy are, are no? The enemy is Romans. Why? Because they were slaves to the Roman people. The Roman government were their heads. And they were oppressed. They were tortured. Um, so they did not like anything about the Roman people. And yet, they, when the Roman people, when God said, Go pray and bring the salvation to the Roman people. That would not have happened. Amen. Because this is a second enemy of Peter. So that, that is the reason why I say that we are all on a different journey. And God meets you wherever you are and whatever journey you are. Ultimately, it is about the kingdom of God. Ultimately, it is about salvation being taken to the entire world. And that means we just have to yield to the power of the Holy Spirit and open up our minds. Because the world doesn't revolve around any of us. The world revolves around Jesus. 
Amen. And the gospel is the main reason for this entire word of God and the reason why we are here. Amen. So, uh, the salvation came to Peter. And I'm going to stop, finish this, and we'll continue with Paul next class. So, uh, we see so far we see baptism of the Holy Spirit coming in three different places. Aditya was Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 in the Parishadatma Aditya Prasham Vedana Second, we see in Acts chapter 8 when the Holy Spirit comes upon the, the Samaritans or Samaritans um, when Peter and John lay their hands on them. We see the second time the Holy Spirit comes down on people visibly and that's recorded. The third time is in Caesarea, here in uh, in the house of the Roman centurion. So at this point, they don't know that the Holy Spirit is available to all of these things. And then so far. And so, but when Peter was while Peter was still preaching. The Holy Spirit came upon them. There was a waiting period. So this is Aditya Danda Prashan. They were already disciples. Second time also, there was a waiting period between Philip preaching the gospel and the Holy Spirit coming upon them. There was a waiting period. But here, there is no waiting period. And this is one way that scholars say, it's one way of uh, God saying, you know, I have already accepted them. I have already received them. Salvation has already come to them. And it is God's approval of the gospel going to everybody. So thus the gospel is preached to not only Jews, but also to the Samaritans and now to the Roman people. And next chapter, we're going to see how the gospel is taken to the rest of the world. But the key person who to take that gospel to the rest of the world is a person called Saul. Amen. Or Paul. And so today's class, I uh, one thing I want to talk about is our open-mindedness to say, God, what what is your will for your kingdom? What is your will for your church? What is your will for your ministry? When you say that, and not, then our agenda and our purpose becomes secondary, and God's purpose and God's agenda becomes primary. And when we think about it in that way, there's more of a unity that comes in the church. Amen. So let's close in prayer. Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for this day, and I thank you for this class, God. Master, I pray, Father, that you will uh, help us to ponder on your words and in the, the words that you've given us to, uh, to given to us in the book of Acts. I pray, God, that as we go home, that we'd be able to remember everything that we have talked about and discussed, that we'll be able to, uh, that you would help us to understand more about your scripture, God. Master, as we proceed to the next part of the service, I pray that you'll continue to open up our minds, open up our hearts to receive from you. God. I pray, Jesus, that we'll not be distracted, but help us to keep our focus and to realize that we are here for the next three, four hours to worship you and you alone because you're King of kings and Lord of lords. We thank you for everything. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.